talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 on a big Thursday, September the 14th. Um, NFL news, of course, the Saints uh, will be playing Monday night instead of their usual Sunday at noon. Uh, they'll take on uh, the Carolina Panthers up there. Uh, meanwhile, uh, some information on the Saints today, uh, some good, some bad. Uh, meanwhile, at 7.30, uh, later on in our second segment, we have New Iberia High head football coach Josh Lehrman on uh, to talk about his team this year. Also, later on, uh, TV ratings. You know, everybody thinks the NIL is going to ruin college football. Well, it's kind of looking the opposite right now. Is, uh, boy, drawing a lot of fans to television, viewers, uh you know, it's uh, seeing a lot of players move around. You're seeing one team in Colorado uh, empty their roster and bring in nothing but transfers, and they're 2-0 and right now, had to take an in-state rival on this weekend in Colorado State. There's a new NBA rule out there, and uh, Bo Jackson made some history today. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later on. And, of course, as always, our Today in Sports History, which will come on in our fourth segment uh, a little after 8 o'clock. But in the meantime... The Saints sign a, a talented pass rusher uh, after, of course, after Peyton Turner goes down with an injury uh, with a turf toe. Of course, the Saints are grabbing another addition for their uh, defense. According to uh, one uh, newspaper report, the Saints are signing pass rusher Terrell Lewis to their practice squad. The move comes after, as I mentioned, that Peyton Turner will miss an extended period of time with a, toe tur- a turf toe. Excuse me. Lewis was not retained by the Bears after a solid preseason for them, but he was expected to stay on their practice squad to stay within the organization, but he didn't, and that could have been a legitimate mistake for them. Meanwhile, he could be an intriguing piece for the Saints. Lewis uh, totaled six sacks in 30 games with the Rams from 2020 to 2022. He started seven games in that span. For the Saints, uh, he'll be uh, a depth a pass rusher with Turner out. Lewis could be a game day evaluation uh, from the practice squad to, squad to pr- uh, provide experience on the D-line course off the edge and at 6'5", 260 pounds his size mimics Turner so uh, we'll just need to keep an eye on that and see what takes place in that regard. Interesting though that uh, he came off the Bears practice squad. Uh, the article said that uh, he uh, was thought they'd be landed on the practice squad but they didn't retain him. Okay so he can he can be on the practice squad. That, that, that's correct. Saints, okay. That's correct. Anyway, uh, of course, Derek Carr, <laughs> the Saints quarterback, can make a, an unfortunate NFL ish history Monday night. Of course, uh, Derek Carr is 1-0 as a member of the Saints, but if he loses uh, Monday night in Week 2, he'll own a piece of NL record book no one wants. That's right. According to uh, one report, uh, uh, Carr would become the first quarterback in NFL history to lose to 31 different teams if the Saints fall to Carolina on Monday night. And he's got two opportunities to lose to them this <laughs> year, too. So. That's right. That's right. There nine different quarterbacks have lost to 30 teams, but none have lost to 31. Bryce Young and crew will attempt to make Carr the uh, GOAT, so to speak. Anyway, Matt Ryan uh, uh, nearly became the first signal caller to lose 31 teams last season, but settled for being one of those aforementioned nine to fall to 30 of them. I, I'm, I'm sure most of them have quite a bit of longevity to, Absolutely. to face enough teams to do that. And then have to play in both the AFC and NFC. Probably, yeah. yeah you know, because so, you only play, what, one division every four years. So, uh, anyway, if Carr and the Saints win in Carolina on Monday – he will have to avoid a loss to the Panthers on December 10th, as you mentioned, the next when Carolina travels back to New Orleans uh, to prevent himself from making history. And uh, in his course, in his debut last week, caught through for 305 yards. I, I still uh, kind of surprised he threw for that many on a touchdown. Of course, he did have that interception in his uh, team 16-15 win over the Tennessee Titans. So uh, we'll see. Monday night, uh, 6-15 kickoff, I believe, on ESPN. 
Anyway, in the meantime, you know, with uh, a lot of moves taking place for the Saints, too, in that regard, uh, Saints announced nine. That's right, nine moves ahead of week two for the Panthers games. Of course, the Saints announced eight roster uh, moves ahead of week two's Panther game, sidelining two players with injuries, adding four new faces to the practice squad, and we knew some of these changes were coming, but now we have a better idea you know, of what uh, the depth chart's going to look like, and here's what you need to know about each move. Of course, we talked about defensive end Peyton Turner. He was designated to the injured reserve, and this was expected. We all knew that. Turner will be sidelined for at least the first four weeks after undergoing surgery on his injured turf toe. But uh, if as severe as it sounds, it won't uh, be able to return until after the team's week 11 bye at the soonest. Meanwhile, linebacker Ryan Connolly designated to the practice squad uh, injured. Uh, Connolly was an important piece during the Saints, uh, even if he was on the practice squad. But he aggravated the preseason knee injury and will go on ice for a while. The rules are basically the same for players on the injured practice squad as those on injured reserve. Meanwhile, wide receiver John Trey Kirkland uh, released from the practice squad. The Saints was a Kirkland was a hometown favorite who made some plays in the preseason uh, initially. He returned to the practice squad after a final roster cuts, but the Saints felt a need to run deeper at other position groups. Wide receiver Lynn Bowden uh, Jr. promoted to the 53-man squad. Of course, he was brought up from the practice squad despite having not played in week one, and it makes sense that the Saints could be looking to to audition him on the punt and kickoff returns after Rashid Shahid fumble on the opening kickoff return and emerged as a legitimate weapon offensively, but they may just value Bowden as an experienced backup. We'll wait and see and see what transpires. Meanwhile, defensive end Kyle Phillips was promoted to the 53-man roster. There's room for another defensive end in the rotation with Turner going down, and the Saints preferred to bring up Phillips and Nico Lalos who, while signing another backup to the practice squad, uh, anyway, uh, that, that's something else uh, we'll look out. Elsewhere, Lynn uh, Ty uh, Summers signed to the practice squad. Summers initially made the cut for a spot on the practice squad, but was let go while the Saints shuffled some of their other players around last week. Of course, with Connolly out with an injury, he'll step in as another veteran backup who can help in the kicking game. He played that role very well for the Saints late last season. Meanwhile, defensive end Terrell Lewis uh, signed to the practice squad. Of course, we mentioned Lewis is joining Nico Lelos on the practice squad while Kyle Phillips going up to the 53-man roster. He fits what the Saints look for at a position as far as athleticism and draft resume. We'll see how quickly maybe he'll have a spot on the 53-man roster. Meanwhile, tight end Michael Jacobson signed to the practice squad. Of course, Jacobson is one of several players who participated in a group tryout this week, and he's one of two who the Saints chose to sign to the practice squad. He played tight end in high school and shifted his focus in basketball in college only to try and make it a go-for in football after all. He's been with the Seahawks and the Colts. And last but not least, cornerback Fionn Hicks signed to the practice squad. The Saints uh, brought in five cornerbacks this week uh, for tryouts, and they signed uh, one we know at least about. Hicks was a seventh-round pick by the Broncos a year ago, but didn't find a role in their secondary before Sean Payton rolled into the town. And we'll see if he sticks. He and undrafted rookie Anthony Johnson are the only corners on the practice squad. So uh, Saints making a lot of moves in the meantime. And one more here to speak about with the Saints is that uh, the New Orleans Saints made a very intriguing move on Wednesday as they announced uh, to the practice squad the signing of tight end Michael Jacobson, a former basketball player that looms at 6'7", course, did the Saints sign the next Jimmy Graham? Well, as we all know, Graham is well-known for being a star basketball player, turned NFL tight end. Now he may be the monitor to another similar type of player of a younger self. Jacobson only played basketball in college, but he did play football in high school. His NFL career started in 2021 when he signed with the Seattle Seahawks practice squad. He spent time with the Indianapolis Colts. And now the tight end averaged 11.1 points a game, 5.9 rebounds in his season at Iowa State. It'll be difficult for Jacobson to join the active roster, even uh, his size and potential red zone uses. Saints have their depth at tight end. And uh, with Jimmy Graham, Jawan Johnson, and Foster Morrow, Tyson Hill also plays a role there as well. Regardless, it's a unique add to their practice squad uh, by the Saints. So uh, a lot of movement by the Saints. And, Jeff, as we told our listeners uh, 
You know, just because you make a practice squad doesn't mean that other teams can come grab you. And right now with eight moves in the, this week, the Saints, uh, of course, play Monday night and uh, against Carolina over in Carolina with a 6:15 kickoff. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how all this shakes down. And I can still hear Sean Payton. You always want to elevate your team, try to find the best 53 players you can to add to your roster as uh, the Saints. Uh, and, again, the best 53 may be different week to week, and that's why you have these healthy inactives. Um, often you, you hear about that, a healthy scratch, and it's just because on this particular day you have this particular need. And then out of the 53-man roster, you can only have 45 uh, participate in the game during the week. And, uh, of course, uh, the one exception is the emergency quarterback rule, which allows you to bring up a, a quarterback if your two starters, or I should say your starter and your reserve, are both injured in that regard. So uh, we'll see. Uh, Saints Monday night, we'll have probably a little bit more. Of course, an abbreviated show tomorrow with the fishing and hunting show taking uh, place right before Bayou Sports. Anyway, I mentioned about the NIL and the Port- Porter era. And, uh, of course, you know, the Colorado fans have been uh, uh, packing the stadium this past week as they took on Nebraska. And athletic directors, commissioners, NCA lawyers, old coaches, and establishment media claim the NIL and the transfer portal would ruin college football and uh, push fans away. Wrong then, wrong now. Maybe next year. Anyway, some 8.8 million people turned in to watch uh, Texas and Alabama this week, the most viewed Saturday game on the network since 2014, and just barely edged out 8.7 million who watched the Nebraska-Colorado game on Fox. So overall, 21 college football games have already drawn 2 million or more viewers uh, by this season's point last year, the total was 18. And Sports Media Watch um, is next year, the year of the fans uh, tune out because of the disaster that the NIL or the Wild Wild West of the transfer portal asking for a friend or at least the whiny coaches. Uh, fear-mongering conference commissioners, absurd uh, NCA attorneys, and lockstep establishment media personalities who told us repeatedly that now everything would be ruined forever. Of course, a reality check to the surprise of no one capable of critical thinking. College football hasn't grown less popular because of the players can make a few bucks and have gained a measure of control over their careers. If anything, it's more popular and stadiums are packed. Television ratings are up. And, and I'll say this about television ratings. Uh, it's early in the season. People were excited for the return of football. We'll see if uh, it maintains itself throughout the season. Yeah, of course, stories like Colorado uh, enhance it. But uh, what about the competitive balance uh, in college football? Recall that even if you can stomach the idea of Caleb Williams might appear in a Dr. Pepper commercial, which he's doing, then all NIL would mean that uh, the rich would get richer. Well, you can't get much richer than the SEC. You ready? The SEC is 3-6 and six against the Power 5 teams this year. Hmm. And the once forgotten Pac-12, they're 21 and four overall, and has the eighth-ranked big teams. A, a big season to it starts. Uh, Ten transfer quarterbacks, and that talent is dispersing the level playing field. You ask, well, if anything, the era of the NIL and the transfer portal are leveling the playing field a little, at least at the top of the sport, and even extends to high school recruiting, where non-traditional powers can focus on their NIL dollars and attention on a single player. Consider that currently 34 of the top 40 recruits in the class of 2024 are verbally committed to 19 different programs and on a pace for the most in the least a decade. And again, slightly more talent dispersion, not less and certainly not far less as predicted. Just about everything the establishment claimed that would happen hasn't happened. It wasn't the same when they opposed athletic stip-ins, academic awards, or just about any other advancement. Of course, the irony, actually the biggest threat to the tradition of college football is conference realignment, athletic directors and commissioners who secretly tampered with and then uh, transferred the entire athletic department. Money can't blame that on the players. Of course, they said it. Remember, it was then NCAA president Mark Emmert who trans, uh, and it was an NCAA lawyer, Dan Sapini, who opined that the Division Three model would be more consistent with the Big Ten's philosophy if something like the NIL came along soon. Meanwhile, the kicker, the complaining continues that, any, um, that many... 
that's completely wrong. Back-to-back games. Yeah, completely wrong. Yeah, that's right. And that takes place a lot, too, in back-to-back games, on the, whether they're on the East Coast or West Coast or in uh, Midwest playing games. So uh, the NBA, uh, again, don't know what their reasoning behind all this uh, is. But like you say. Money, money, money. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It comes into play. Anyway, time to take our first break here on Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, September the 14th. Uh, we hope to have back when we come back after our break. Coach uh, Josh Learman of the New Arbor High Yellow Jackets. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on FM 107.5 AM 1240. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cambridge. And I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy-guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880, or go to Answer to pain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240 as uh, we're trying to get Coach uh, Josh Learman on the line uh, for uh, momentarily. But, uh, of course, the Yellow Jackets uh, out, of the far, out of the frying pan into the fire this week as they uh, take on the uh, Acadiana Wrecking Rams in a big game uh, this week. Uh, of course, a home game out at uh, Nish Stadium out there on Jefferson Terrace and uh, have a coach on the line there? In fact, uh, this should be him. Okay. Hey, Coach, you're in the air. Hey, how you doing? Good morning, Coach. Uh, welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio. And, uh, of course, I was uh, mentioning uh, out of the frying pan into the fire this week as you take on the Acadiana Wrecking Rams. That will be a home uh, football game, uh, of course, uh, Coach. Can you uh, go ahead and tell our listeners, uh, just update us a little bit. Of course, you started off the season against an in-town rival Westgate and then uh, journeyed to uh, the Lake Charles area to take on Sam Houston. Can you uh, just give us a little update about those games and then uh, where you squad and where where you are as you head to uh, take on the Acadian out of Wrecking Rams this coming Friday night? Uh, yeah, we, week one, you know, we played a really good team in Westgate. You know, they are – they, uh, they're going to make another run for a championship this year. Uh, I thought we competed well. You know, our game plan was to try to control the ball, and we did a fairly good job. We just, you know, couldn't punch in the end zone a few times. Uh, and then Sam Houston, I, I think Sam Houston is one of the better teams in the district this year. They they have a bunch of kids that are juniors now, 41 of them that's been starting since they were freshmen. And, uh, you know, again, another story of, you know, we, we moved the ball fairly well, got into the red zone quite a few times, just couldn't get any points out of it. So, you know, we got a Cadiana this week, and for the next four weeks, we're in the fire. We got a Cadiana, Southside, Karen Crow, and Opelousas in the next four weeks. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to go out there and compete and see what happens. Well, with that, Coach, uh, with Acadiana, they, boy, they got that big defensive lineman uh, who's getting a lot of raves as the number one uh, particular recruit in the state. Of course, he committed to uh, Texas A&M, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I know a lot of teams were hoping that he'd choose them. But in the meantime, you'll be facing him this week. But uh, with our listeners here, Coach, could you uh, give us a little basic uh, uh, what the fans can expect to see from Acadiana? Of course, they run that uh, – that uh, uh, Veer offense, I think they've been running forever, it seems like. And uh, defensively, uh, what do you expect to them to show you? 
Well, yeah, offensively, you know, if you've ever watched Acadiana, it hasn't changed. So, you know, not a, not a lot of formations, not a lot of plays. They're just going to run it right at you and, you know, try and pick up three yards every play and, and then they'll just go for it on fourth down, you know. So, uh, you know, offensively, not, you know, nothing's changed. Uh, defensively, same thing. They're big, they're physical, they're, they're fast. You know, again, another, another team in 5A that, you know, that has a chance to win a state championship. You know, I know we've spoken on a couple of Saturday mornings, but tell us a little bit about uh, the makeup of this team and how it compares to last year and, you know, uh, how your coaching has changed or hasn't changed in your second year there at Nish. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think our team's different in the fact, you know, we lost, you know, we lost Christian Walker, a really good receiver who, you know, who now is on the team at, uh, at UL, you know, so, you know, we, we lost one of the guys that, you know, could stretch the field a little bit, you know, so, you know, we're relying on the run a lot more, you know, we still have, you know, a few pretty good receivers, you know, it's just, we just, uh, I guess we're a little bit different in the fact that, you know, we're trying to control the ball more and, and, and try and, you know, go on sustained drives, you know, and when you do that in high school football, when you go on, you know, long drives, there's a chance you're going to mess up somewhere in there and, and uh, you know, unfortunately, we've done that in the first two weeks. You know, so we're trying to clean that up. You know, my coach and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know that it's changed a whole lot. You know, we still, you know, we're trying to get them to compete and play as hard as possible, and that's our goal. You know, go out there and play as hard as possible, give yourself a chance to win. Yeah, I know. I've only seen the one game, but nice one-two punch with uh, Caden and uh, Shanga uh, at tailback. Yeah, uh, Shanga is a really, really good running back. You know, and he, he's been good for, I, I believe he started for uh, Coach Ware uh, his freshman year. You know, he was a thousand yard rusher for us last year, and he's he's a very good running back. And then Caden St. Julian is just a sophomore, and, and he's going to be a really good running back also. How, how do you think uh, Hamilton Allen uh, has progressed at uh, the quarterback position? I, I think he's doing a good job. You know, it's, again, it's it's a, it's a little bit tougher, you know, when uh, when you don't have that that one guy that can stretch the field a lot. And, you know, and the one the one guy we have right now that can stretch the field is his brother, Sinjaya, who's just a sophomore. You know, and, and sometimes when you have sophomores out there, there's some mistakes being made. And we, we have quite a few sophomores on the field right now. And defensively, uh, tell us uh, who are some of the key guys who you hope to bring you through the season. Uh, yeah, we, you know, our, our secondary is our most experienced group. You know, we got Austin Delahousie back there. Uh, who started all ten games last year? We got uh, Dwayne Scott, who started all ten games, and Lamario Allen, who started all ten games. You know, so again, uh, up front and in the box, we have quite a few sophomores and juniors who haven't played, you know, uh, varsity football or Friday night football snaps. And you know, it's, we're not we're going against some of the best teams in the state. You know, so they're kind of being thrown into the fire, but they're learning and getting better every week. First home game, um, what do you expect from uh, or for the fans uh, heading into your first home game of the season? Well, again, we're going we're gonna to go out there and compete and play hard and, and try and give ourselves a, a chance to win. You know, that's what we're going to do every single week. Anything the fans need to know, though, about uh, game time, uh, gates opening, and those kind of things? Uh, the game, we started, we're going to kick off at 7. Uh, the gates will open around 545, and it's $10 at the gate. Well, Coach, uh, of course, a big game against the Cadiana Wrecking Rams. Uh, good luck to you. I know uh, you're looking forward to see if you can get that W uh, to start that string course uh, with uh, a lot of tough games. Uh, looking at your schedule uh, towards the end of the schedule, uh, have some teams you can compete and beat with. Uh, but uh, uh, Friday night, big game against the Cadiana Wrecking Rams. Like you said, always a talented uh, team, and they run that uh, veer right at you until you stop them. Anyway, good luck to you, Coach, Friday night. All right, I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Coach. Appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Thank you all. You bet. Uh, again, Coach uh, Josh Learman, uh, Yellow Jackets, big task at hand, but way to toughen the metal. Yeah, that you've got to get out there. If you want to compete and uh, play against the best, uh, yeah, this district is probably, uh, like I said, you got to, uh, if you want to play with the best, uh, you got to take on the best. So uh, good luck to coaching them tonight to see if they can't maybe. Uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night, excuse me, uh, can't uh, win their first game of the season. Of course, I remember doing a game years ago when uh, Kadiana Wrecking Rams had Allie Bruce on, and uh, the Yellow Jackets squeaked out a 62-60 uh, to 60 win on a late field goal as the time expired uh, to beat the uh, Wrecking Rams. Uh, matter of fact, uh, 
uh, about 20 years ago, a little over 20 years ago. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, you know, uh, fantasy football, folks, it's out there. Of course, uh, Tyreek Hill had one uh, in week one, had one of two touchdowns, just a big game. Uh, and just looking at the fantasy players right now, if you don't have Tyreek Hill, the Cowboys defense had put up big numbers uh, last Sunday night. Uh, Brandon Ayuk uh, was another wide receiver. And Tua Tonglevailoa of uh, the Dolphins, 466 yards passing. Aaron Jones, a running back from the Packers. Mac Jones, a quarterback from the Patriots, threw for 316 yards and uh, a loss. But uh, Jacoby Myers, the Raiders wide receiver. Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, who I think might be dinged up a little bit for this week. So uh, you need to check your uh, teams. And Jordan Love, of course, met the Bears, uh, threw for 245 yards, three touchdowns. And... Uh, in that and making his debut for the uh, Packers uh, looked pretty good on this particular day uh, as uh, throwing for, uh, as I said, almost 250 yards and three scores uh, as the Packers take down the Bears. Uh, anyway, that's a top list of uh, fantasy players. Matter of fact, quickly uh, on this day back in uh, September 14, 1986, Bo Jackson blasted uh, his first major league home run. And it went further than anybody uh, else had hit a home run at that time. It went 475 feet in Rawls Kaufman Stadium uh, with that in his first career home run. Of course, it's the third longest ever still hit at uh, Rawls Stadium right now. Anyway, of course, Jackson uh, pulled double duty back then in 87 and 90. He hit 107 homers, homers for the Rawls and scoring 18 touchdowns for the Raiders. Of course, you know that hip injury he sustained in uh, 1991 playoffs ended his football career, and by 1994 he had retired from baseball too. So, uh, anyway, interesting uh, in that. So, also uh, just quickly um, in uh, things happening uh, with that. Of course, uh, on the tube tonight, uh, you can see the Eagles take on the uh, Vikings. Eagles are a six-and-a-half-point pick. Of course, that game uh, kickoff our time is 7-15. And the first of 16 Thursday night football games uh, streamed exclusively on Prime Video, video this season. So uh, more things on the tube to watch for. Major League Baseball, the Rays at uh, the uh, Orioles. The Yankees take on the Red Sox. In Major League Baseball and college football, we got college football tonight uh, at 7.30 as Navy uh, heads to Memphis to take on the Tigers in a college football match. Meanwhile, in the BMW PGA Championship Golf, uh, cranks up at 7 this morning uh, for the uh, Fortinet uh, Championship on ESPN Plus, Golf Channel, and also Peacock. Anyway, the Rugby World Cup, France versus Uruguay at uh, Peacock later on this afternoon. Tennis, the Davis Cup Finals at 8 a.m. I'm showing the Tennis Channel, San Diego Open. Uh, elsewhere, just uh, you got to remember this year, Amazon has added a multi out driven features, including uh, blitz predictions and context for when it makes sense to go forward on fourth down. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how that all comes into play. Uh, meanwhile, elsewhere, uh, just a little trivia I like to throw out there every once in a while is that four active major league pitchers rank in the top 25 on the all-time Major League strikeout list. And, uh, hint, all four have been teammates with at least one of the three with the other three. And uh, with that, uh, uh, Max Scherzer of the Rangers is number 11. Number 13 is Justin Verlander, of course, of the Astros. Number 20 is Zach Grinke of the Royals. Number 21, Clayton Kershaw with the Dodgers. So uh, with that. Uh, elsewhere, in the meantime, um, uh, of course, in uh, NBA, WNBA uh, playoffs began uh, last night uh, with that. And a uh, couple of uh, games, uh, there were blowouts. The top-seeded Aces crushed the sky, 87-59. The third-seeded Sun dominated the Lynx, 90-60 to in on night one of the NBA playoffs So uh, with that. So um, anyway, uh, a lot going on tonight. Uh, of course, the Braves clinched last night. Uh, uh, their sixth straight NL East title. This is Atlanta's 23rd divisional title in the division era since uh, the 1969 uh, season. And I think the Atlanta, I think, was also uh, 
in the first divisional winner uh, on the west side when they were on the west that, side. That is true. They, the Mets won the east side. Of course, the Mets went on to beat the uh, Braves in that first divisional playoff game in baseball. And, of course, the Mets, the Miracle Mets, went on to win the World Series in 69. Elsewhere, just about time for our next break. You'll listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic Sports in Louisiana. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, September the 14th. Uh, last night, the Astros came very close to a no-hitter, uh, a combined no-hitter, and uh, with that, <laughs> they lose the no-hitter. Uh, the Astros were certainly disappointed Uh Anyway, to see I, I that. don't know. Combined no hitters don't do much for me. Yeah, other than saying good job bullpen. That's right, you and uh, it, you see it happen a few times over the years uh, with that. Of course, uh, in a bid against the Athletics, uh, it was broken up uh, with one out in the top of the ninth uh, Wednesday night. Uh, anyway, they took their solace in getting the win that allowed them to avoid a sweep. And would you believe that to the A's and uh, and maintain their lead in the AL West? That was huge. Uh, Slugger Jordan Alvarez. Uh, uh, said for us, we uh, couldn't allow a sweep here at home after losing those first two games. So all the focus was on today's games. Hunter Brown and the Astros held Oakland hitless to Ryan Nota. It's a one-out single in the ninth inning uh, right up the middle uh, in a 62 victory, which sent the athlete, Athletics to their first consecutive 100-loss uh, season since the 1960s. Of course, Brown pitched five innings. Uh, Rafael Montero and Hector Neris along with Brian Abreu, uh, followed with perfect innings each as the Astros retired 11 straight batters. Meanwhile, Ryan Presley retired t- Tony Kemp on a grounder leading off the ninth and walked uh, Zach uh, Jaloff, I guess. Uh, Nola uh, grounded a changeup past Presley into uh, center field for the single. Seth Brown's single and Shea uh, Lang, Lang uh, Lears, uh sacrifice fly, Dorvin runs before Presley finished the two-hitter and throwing a cost third strike pass uh, Brent Rooker. Meanwhile, we talked a lot about the grit, and they showed a lot in the ninth, taking some good at-bats, uh, breaking through. Oakland manager Mark uh, Kotze, uh, up to that point, it was just a tough sight. They pitched really well tonight uh, to get Presley and to get comp- a couple of runs. That shows that this group didn't give up and shut it down and continue to fight. Of course, uh, Abreu, Montero, and Presley were part of Houston's last combined no-hitter 
with uh, Christian Javier um, uh, started in game four of the World Series last season as Presley and Nearest finished uh, another combined no-hitter by Javier uh, against the uh, Yankees on June 25th, 2022, last year. Of course, manager Dusty Baker said they didn't talk about the no-hitter in the dugout Wednesday night and that everyone was certainly thinking about it. I'm sure all the relievers were aware of it and consciously uh, because they had uh, been part of the two other combined no-hitters. So they knew Presley was upset because he wanted to be part of it again but was spalled. Of course, Oakland was held to two hits uh, or fewer for the eighth time, and Alvarez's three-run homer and Alex Bergman former Tiger and Kyle Tucker also had solo homers for the Astros, who maintained a one-game lead over the second-place Texas, and with Seattle a half-game back, Tucker's home run was a hundredth of his big league career. So uh, with that um, uh, final home run, of course, uh, 422 feet was the hardest ball ever hit. Uh, in that particular game. So the Astros uh, maintaining their uh, slight lead over in the uh, National League, uh, or excuse me, the American League uh, West, as they uh, try to uh, capture a, uh, a division title. Of course, uh, right now the Astros uh, with that one-game lead over Texas, who has kind of right the ship lately. They have won their last five in a row. Uh, they're six and four along with the Astros. The Seattle uh, has also won two in a row, and they're four and six in their last ten. So uh, those three teams are one and a half games apart. Of course, the Angels had 15 back, uh, uh, waiting to be eliminated from the playoffs, along with Oakland, which already has been over in the NL. I mean, AL Central. Uh, the White Sox uh, have been eliminated, along with Kansas City. Uh, Detroit nine and a half games back along with Cleveland seven and a half back of Minnesota who pretty much has uh, taken hold of that division playing right at 500 ball. They're only six games above but uh, have a seven and a half game lead over the Guardians. Meanwhile over in the NL uh, East Baltimore clinging to a two uh, game lead over Tampa Bay. Uh, they're three up on the loss side though. Toronto is also back uh, 11 and a half games while Boston and the Yankees are 18 uh, games back. They both have identical 73 and 72 records uh, trying to f- stay out of last place. The Yanks have They won- have a doubleheader today. Yeah, that game was canceled yesterday, I do believe. And the Yanks have uh, uh, won three in a row. Uh, they're 73 in their last 10 while uh, Boston the Red Sox have lost their last two and four and six. Over in the National League, Atlanta, as I mentioned, uh, clinched uh, – uh, clinched the, the division, so they're 96 and 54 games away from winning their 100th game, with approximately uh, 16 games remaining. Uh, they're six and four in their last 10. Philadelphia has dropped two in a row. They're now 17 games back, 12 above 500. The uh, Phillies are. The Marlins are, are uh, four games above 500, uh, six and four in their last 10, but 21 back. Elsewhere, the Mets. Uh, Won two in a row, but they're five and five in their last ten. They're uh, eleven games under five hundred. Of course, uh, the uh, uh, Washington uh, way back at thirty-one back of the uh, Astros. Milwaukee, the Cubs, and Cincinnati still fighting it out a little bit. Uh, the Milwaukee's uh, lost their last night, uh, along with the Cubs have lost two in a row. Cincinnati's won three in a row, trying to hang on. Pittsburgh and the Cardinals, believe it or not. The Cardinals beat the go to uh, Baltimore and beat the Orioles two out of three, kind of surprising. But uh, Pittsburgh also five and five in the last ten. Cardinals trying to get out of last place as they're three games back of the Pirates. Meanwhile, out west, the Dodgers maintain a huge lead. They're uh, thirteen up on Arizona. San Francisco thirteen and a half back as uh, teams fighting it out in the wild court. Of course, in the uh, American League, it's Tampa Bay, Texas, and Seattle, along with the division winners right now, are leaders over in the National League. Philadelphia, the Cubs, and Arizona, and Cincinnati are tied with Arizona. So for that, uh, Miami and San Francisco are half a game back, so still a slugfest to see who qualifies for those three spots in the uh, National League uh, 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 playoff scramble. So uh, with that, Jeff. Cubs really missed an opportunity, uh, losing two or three at Colorado, worst record in the National League, the Rockies, uh, Cubs took an early 3 nothing lead yesterday, and I don't know how many times I've seen this play out this year where the Cubs take an early and it's often 3 nothing lead and find a way to blow it. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, uh, fortunately, Philadelphia keeps pe- keeping pace with them. Uh, with that, of uh, um, course, uh, leaving baseball right now, NCAA football, of course, as I mentioned uh 
uh, game on tonight, Navy and uh, I do believe Navy and Memphis. Also uh, on that, uh, Miami plays tonight, Bethune-Cookman. Uh, should be no contest there as Miami's probably a prohibitive favorite. That's going to be on the ACC network. Of course, I think uh, Navy and Memphis will be on uh, ESPN. Meanwhile, uh, other top 25 games, Florida State heads to Boston to take on Boston College, the Eagles, in a game Saturday, 11 o'clock kickoff, followed by Kansas State and Missouri also at 11. Uh, meanwhile, Penn State travels to uh Illinois to take on the Fighting Illini at 11 o'clock kickoff also. LSU, 11 o'clock kickoff as they journey to Starkville. Tigers uh, seen a slight uh, drop from – it started off at 10.5. They're now a 9.5 point pick, and there's some AP writers that uh, like Mississippi State in this game. So uh, we'll see if LSU can't uh, run the ball a little bit. Of course, LSU uh, are averaging with that 72 points uh, splurge against Grambling uh, last Saturday. They're uh, – 11th in the country in scoring offense at 48 a game. Of course, uh, against uh, Florida State, uh, the Tigers, uh, I'm trying to think, did they put up uh, 24 points in that contest, scoring a late touchdown on a long pass play uh, late in the game. Uh, meanwhile, uh, other uh, big-time uh, tw- top 25 games, Utah takes on Weber State. Central Michigan will be at Notre Dame. Northwestern uh, picked up a win last week uh, against El Paso, Texas El Paso. They journey to Durham to take on Duke, who's 2-0 and after their big win uh, over uh, Clemson. Meanwhile, uh, Minnesota travels to North Carolina to take on Mack Brown. Uh, uh, the Carolina Tar Heels, a 7.5-point pick in that game. Western Michigan travels to Iowa, number 25. Iowa, four-touchdown pick in that game. San Diego State uh, travels to number 16. Oregon State, Oregon State, a 25-point pick in that game. South Carolina, who a lot of people like this year, they're one and one. Uh, they travel to take on the Bulldogs uh, between the hedges over in Athens. There, f- Georgia is a four-touchdown pick. O- number 19, Oklahoma, taking on Tulsa in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a four-touchdown pick in that game. And of course, Alabama licking their wounds after getting beat by Texas last week. They travel to Tampa to take on South Florida, the Bulls. Alabama, 32-point pick in that game, and uh, we'll see if Nick Saban takes it out on the Bulls. Meanwhile, number six, Ohio State, uh, Western Kentucky comes in. They'll throw the football all over the place. Ohio State, a 29-point pick. Looks like a lot of rent-a-win games this weekend. Elsewhere, number eight, Washington travels to Lansing, uh, Michigan, to take on Michigan State. And the Spartans, uh, they're a 16-point pick over Michigan State. Uh, elsewhere, number uh, 24, UCLA hosts North Carolina Central. Don't know why they're going way out to the coast to take on the Bruins, but they are. No uh, no point spread on that game. Northern Colorado at number 23, Washington State. No uh, no point spread on that one either. The big game of the week uh, in the SEC, number 11, Tennessee journeys to Gainesville to take on the Billy Napier Florida Gators, uh, Tennessee, a six-and-a-half-point pick. Big rivalry game, too, in that regard. Uh, I think Florida uh, got beat last year, but in the previous uh Four or five meetings, they uh, beat Tennessee. Elsewhere, number two, Michigan takes on Bowling Green up in the uh, big house at Michigan. A 40-point pick in that game against Bowling Green. Uh, Mississippi, Ole Miss uh, at number 17, takes on Georgia Tech. And, boy, the Texas, how their program has dropped. Uh, Ole Miss is an 18-point pick in that game in uh, Oxford. Elsewhere, number 13, Oregon takes on Hawaii. Uh, that will be uh, on the mainland at Oregon, a 38-and-a-half-point pick uh, for number 13, Oregon, Texas. Off there, whipping off, uh, hopefully they don't have a hangover. They're only a 30-point pick over Wyoming, who's 2-0. and Of course, Texas, number four. And finally, uh, the late game Saturday night uh, as Colorado State heads to Boulder to take on Colorado, number 18, and Coach Prime's team. They're a 23-point pick in that game and uh, should be uh, – um, see what Coach Prime can keep it going uh, for his uh, Buffalo team as uh, look for a three and zero start after winning only one game last year. Uh, Jeff in uh, the Pac-12, of course, they still have to play some of the other top teams in the Pac-12 with Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, UCLA, USC. So uh, should be interesting for Coach Prime and his team. Uh, but they get off on a great start too with that uh, big win. Uh, the first weekend and then, of course, last weekend uh, beating Nebraska. So uh, interesting uh, for Coach Prime. And um, like I said, that quarterback, his son, is a very talented uh, quarterback and threw for 500 yards in his first game, a little over 300 yards 
last week against Nebraska as they beat Nebraska, what, 35-14, to something of that nature. Anyway, uh, locally, high school football, man, get out and support your local teams here this weekend uh, um, on Friday night at St. Martinville. Uh, um, will uh, host Brobridge in a big ball game as we talk with Coach Josh Lehrman. Uh The Yellow Jackets uh, play host to uh, Kadiana Wrecking Rams out at uh, Nish Field on Jefferson Terrace. Uh, elsewhere in our area, uh, of course, the Westgate Tigers take on Evangel Christian. And I saw a news report that the quarterback from Calvary Baptist has transferred to Evangel Christian. I mean, like last week, this week. So that's something uh, we might want to uh, review. But I saw that article Interesting, somewhere. too, because Westgate has them both. That's right. Evangel at home tomorrow, and then two weeks later uh, at Calvary Baptist. And I saw that uh, somewhere. I might, Can uh, you for, do that once the season begins? I don't know that answer, but I did I see that I mean, they're both report. private schools. So. Yeah, and they're in the same base. One school was started because of a in-house fight from yeah. the other. Uh, with uh, Evangel uh, and uh, uh, the Christian uh, other school uh, broke away. So we'll see. Anyway, of course, our game on Kane Radio Friday night will be the Catholic High Panthers entertaining uh, the ERAF Bobcats. Uh, so get out and support your local teams. Uh, also, the Lowerville Tigers uh, take on uh, number four ranked or uh, three ranked Vermilion Catholic to Screaming Eagles. Generate Tigers uh, will host Lake Arthur. Uh, elsewhere, the Highland Baptists will uh, travel to Baton Rouge or Plaquemine to take on St. John. The Delcom Panthers uh, travel to Slidell to take on Pope John Paul, uh, the second team. So high school sports, get out and support your local teams uh, in that regard. So uh, it's always good. Uh, weather's cooled off a little bit. So uh, high school football rearing its head. In the meantime, time to take our next break, and we'll come back with a little bit more along with uh, today in sports history. Coach Carol Olivier uh, in that's right. of their game tonight that that is correct and uh do we have coach on a little bit after our when we come out of the break okay anyway with that so you listen to kane radio fm 1075 am 1240 we'll be back with a coach along with today in sports history right after this nowadays none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money that's why so many people call the schwing insurance agency to get a quote the schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And on the line with us is uh, Coach uh, Carol Olivier of uh, the Cadiana Christian Lions. Good morning, Coach, and welcome to the show. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? So far, so good, Coach. And how are things going with your team right now, the Lions? Uh, we going, we, we doing good, man. Coming off a of bye week, we uh, we, we getting, we getting healthy. Um, just excited to be able to play this week. 
And uh, with that, uh, uh, you uh, have scheduled. Who do you have scheduled uh, next for your next opponent? Uh, we, well, we have uh, First Baptist uh, Christian School in Lafayette. And that game will be played? At Clarksville. Oh, that's right. You, you, you did mention that, uh, I believe, last week. And uh, with that, uh, what can uh, fans expect to see or your uh, – your uh, students and alums uh, and also fans expect to see from the, the this team out of Lafayette? Um, watching on film, we, we, we got some film of them pretty early this year. Uh, they, they have a, to me, they have a really good uh, offensive coordinator. Um, they have a, some, some solid players. Uh, number 77 he plays all over the field, more like a uh, tight end, like a flex uh, quarterback runs pretty well so um we we, we hoping to uh to get a, a a really good test today but ultimately hoping to come out victorious and how's the health of your team right now um besides uh, getting through this little uh, uh i would say allergy bug um we, we're pretty healthy we don't have any injuries at the moment so like i said that bye week was pretty good for us to rest up our guys just itching to get after it Anything else you guys did during the off week uh, as far as preparation? Uh, we had a uh, spiritual emphasis week, so we, we spent a lot of time in the Word. Uh, but we we did manage to uh, get three good practices in and just spent a lot of time on, on skill development. Um, just Well, you don't have to worry about game planning, but just mostly just getting better at our positions, working on uh, and then hitting the weight room as much as possible, just trying to continue to um, maintain that strength we had built up in the offseason. Very good. Remind fans who may want to make the trip tonight to Lafayette um, about uh, Clark Field and anything they may need to know uh, for tonight's game. Uh, kickoff is going to be at 7. Um, they're supposed to have some uh, little scattered showers. So, I mean, I would I would, I would try to you know at least bring a little um, – uh, poncho with them, um, you know, something in, in case that we have a little spring question. It'd be too bad. I um, mean, just, uh, I want to say Clarksville is on the north side. Uh, just come out and, and be ready to have some fun. All right. Coach, uh, I know uh, we're looking forward to doing uh, your next game uh, a week from today, taking on North Shore. That game got moved to Generette High. Uh, any particular reason? Uh, no, just that I, you know, misses, you know, helps out a lot in the community with uh, middle school and uh, and uh, also the youth sports. So I just think we just had a uh, conflict of scheduling. I think they have an event planned uh, that week uh, that they had already had penciled in, and uh, they just kind of gave it to us a little earlier without checking through everything. But that's fine. Um, we have a great relationship with Generate High uh, through our local church, um, our Savior. So it was it was good to be able to reach out to them and uh, – Miss Roberts helped us out a lot, and uh, Coach Coach um, Alexander gonna give us some help out over there for generous. So we're excited about that. Very good, and again, I know we'll talk to you uh, in advance of that game next Thursday. But in the meantime, best of luck tonight and uh, your next week of preparation. Well, I'm excited about that, man. I, uh, I've been I'm telling our fans and telling our families and even our kids, man. It's it's so good to have y'all out there. Like y'all 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 are a huge staple in uh high school football in this area, so just having y'all be able to attend our game is, is, is a, a true gift. So y'all y'all the icing on the cake. Uh, again, we'll look forward to being out there, but in the meantime, best of luck tonight. Uh, not looking past anything I know uh, tonight. No, sir, not at all. Thank you. You bet, Coach. Yeah, Take good care. Good luck, Coach. Appreciate Carol Olivier, head coach over at Kidiana Christian School uh, out there on Admiral Doyle, uh, I guess uh, just before Darnell. Or is yes. it just before uh, Emil Verrett? J- just before uh, Donnell Road, oh, yeah. about a, yeah. not quite a mile uh, in that intersection there. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, I pulled this article up real quickly. Uh, the former Calvary Baptist uh, quarterback, Peyton Houston, transfers to Evangel Christian, one of the top high school freshman quarterbacks in the country, has a new school as Peyton Houston, who recently, recently left Calvary Baptist uh, up in the Shreveport area, now has transferred to another school in the city, Evangel Christian. Uh, one of the papers up there reported that Houston has already started practicing with the Eagles. However, due to Louisiana High School Athletic Association transfer rules, he won't be eligible to play 
at Evangel into the third week of the 2024 season. Of course, the young man is there. You go, a year. That's, That's a right. Year. Yeah. Evangel yeah. coach Denny Duran said in an interview with the uh, paper there, he fits our culture perfectly, and of course, he is extremely talented. Houston played in Calvary Baptist's previous game of a 61-27 win against Captain Shreve on September 7th, which included throwing a touchdown pass, but Houston left Calvary the following day. Uh, he had been backing up junior Adam Wardell, who threw for 310 yards and four TDs in a win against Captain Shreve. Cavaliers moved to their record to 2-0. Houston was 7 out of 12 passing with 82 yards and two TDs for the season with the Cavaliers. In addition, Houston has already won a more of the sought-after quarterbacks in the country, already receiving several offers from Division I schools, including Ole Miss, Texas Tech, Mississippi State. Of course, Evangel currently is 1-1 one one on the season, having defeated Mansfield and dropping a one-point decision to Neville, the Eagles' current starting quarterback, Peyton Fugelman, a senior. So uh, interesting uh, young man transferred during the course of the season. You don't see that too often, uh, other than maybe it might be disciplinary moves, but uh, I'm not sure about that. So uh, our article didn't mention that in force. So anyway, interesting. And as you mentioned. And for folks who may wonder, why did he uh, not just play out the season at Calvary Baptist? Um, he'd have to sit out the entire season next year. So I, 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 fairly unique rule that says, well, uh, you, you Played two weeks with Calvary, so you got to skip the first two weeks next week yeah. or next year. That's right. So, uh, anyway, interesting uh, move there. Uh, curious to know what uh, drove him to move. Anyway, today in sports history, September 14th, and on this date in 1913, Cubs' Larry Chaney hurls a record 14-hit uh, uh uh, strikeout against the Giants. Uh, also on this date, in 1916, Christy Matthewson pitches and wins his final ball game. Of course, Christy Matthewson um, was a contact with mustard gas during World War One and lost his life uh, a few years after the end of uh, 1918. Elsewhere on this date, 1923, in his fourth heavyweight boxing title defense, Jack Dempsey recovers after being sent through the ropes on a KO. He KO'd Argentina challenger. Louis Furpo in the second round at the Polo Grounds in New York City. Also in this date, 1923, the Red Sox first baseman George Burns pulls off an assist, unassisted triple play. Uh, it was the 15th. That uh, was the 15th triple play ever recorded in baseball. Uh, they had 15 triple plays. The perfect game is at 24. So an unassisted triple play is rarer than a perfect game in Major League Baseball. Of course, on this date, 1936, the Pittsburgh Pirates future Hall of Famer outfielder Paul Weiner ties uh, Roger Hornsby's National League record of 200 hits in a season for the seventh time. Elsewhere on this date, 1942, the Yankees clinched their 13th pennant. In the following year, on this date, 1943, the Yankees clinched their 14th pennant. Also on this date, 1954, Willie Mays gets his 82nd extra base hit to break Gretna's Mel Ott's record with the Giants. Elsewhere on this date, 1958, the Yankees win their 24th pennant and the ninth under Casey Stingle. Also in this date, 1968, Detroit Tigers' Denny McLean wins his 30th game of the season. Of course, the last pitcher to do that. He went on to win 31 that year. Of course, the Tigers won the World Series, but it wasn't Denny McLean. It was Mickey Lolich who was the star of the World Series for the Tigers that year. Elsewhere in 1968, Jimmy Ellis defeats Floyd Patterson in uh, 15 for the heavyweight boxing title. Of course, Jimmy Ellis, the former boxing sporting partner with Muhammad Ali. Also in this date, 1975, Milwaukee uh, Brewer Robin Yout breaks another Mel Ott's record by playing in 242 games as a teenager. Elsewhere in this date, 1980, Dwight Clark begins his NFL streak of 105 consecutive uh, game receptions. Um, also in this date, in 1986, uh, Bears running back Walter Payton scores his 100th career rushing touchdown, gains 177 yards, surpassing 15,000 yards in his career in a 13-10 win over the Philadelphia Eagles at Soldier Field in Chicago. Also on this date in 1987, Cal Ripken's record streak of 8,243 consecutive innings uh, and 908 games is finally broken. He must have been pinch hit for taking himself out the game, but his streak continues. On this date, 1991, San Diego freshman running back, New Orleans 
Marshall Falk rushes for an NCAA record 386 yards, scores seven touchdowns as the Aztecs beat Pacific 55-34. to On this day, the sad day in baseball in 1994, Major League team owners vote to cancel the remainder of the 94 season as well as the World Series for only the second time in history, continuing the Labor Day dispute with the Players Association. Also in this date, 1996, A's Mark McGuire is the 13th player to hit 50 homers in a season. Birthdays this date, uh, born in 1920, remember him well doing a broadcast on uh, collegiate football. Bud Palmer, a basketball player with the Knicks and sportscaster, was born in Hollywood, California. Of course, Bud Palmer passed away in 2013. Remember him giving the scores and updates uh, throughout the day before ESPN back in the 60s and 70s. Also born on this date in 1934, Dickie Magel. You might go, who's Dickie Magel? He was the guy running for a touchdown when Tommy Lewis comes off the bench in the Cotton Bowl to tackle him when, uh, when Bear Bryant screams, somebody get him. And Dickie Magel was running for a touchdown. Tommy Lewis comes off the bench to tackle Dickie Magel. He was given a touchdown though during the course of the game as Alabama and AM were playing in that game or Rice excuse me was playing in that game anyway deaths on this day no significant deaths on this day but uh, the quote of the day I go to a long time Los Angeles Times sports uh, writer and editor Jim Murray he said baseball is a game where a curve is an optical illusion a screwball can be a pitch or a person and stealing is legal and you could spit anywhere you want except uh, in the umpire's eye or on the ball. Jim Murray, uh, famous sports editor for the Los Angeles Times back in the day, but uh, he's pretty accurate uh, uh, as uh, a lot of screwballs in baseball, not only the, the ball itself, but a lot of the players too. Anyway, Jeff, that's today in sports history. Don't know if I might have missed something in the meantime. Oh, I'm sure we did. Uh, we missed the, the Friday night uh, college football games. Uh, there's three of them, a couple of the service academies in action, uh, not against each other, but Army and Air Force, uh, one of their uh, minor game Friday night. Uh, but thanks to our sponsors. First, thanks to our guests, Coach Carol Olivier with Acadiana Christian and also uh, Josh Learman at Nish uh, earlier this morning. Thanks to our sponsors, Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, District 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Headache and Pain Center, Cane Golf and Turf Club, and the Schwing Insurance Agency.